Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello. Oh, you're exactly right, Joe. We work for the man upstairs as you do. You're setting me up quite well. You just gave me an alley-oop. The greatest revolutionary act you can commit right now is to open your mouth and speak the truth. Whether you're an academic or you're a regular guy, we have to be fearless. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach. again, everyone, and welcome back to The Frontline with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, as always, joined by Joe Resinello. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go in to the breach on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, serving the New York metropolitan area. Please be sure to download the Veritas Catholic Network mobile app so that you can have access to all of our station's content. And please, if you would, be sure to help us out, Joe and I, on social media, wherever you find us on social media. Click something that's going to help us. Like, subscribe, share, do all that fun stuff. We're primarily on YouTube and Facebook. You can find us uh, Frontline with Joe and Joe or Frontline TV, uh, whichever you prefer. And we are very pleased and honored to be welcoming back to the Frontline with Joe and Joe, Father Don Calloway. And I don't, I, for our audience out there at the Veritas Catholic Network, I know I don't really have to give them an introduction, but I'm going to anyway, just in case there's any stragglers out there. Uh, Father Donald H. Calloway, MIC, a convert to Catholicism, is a member of the Congregation of Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Before his conversion to Catholicism, he was a high school dropout who had been kicked out of a foreign country and thrown in jail multiple times. Maybe we'll get him to tell that story. We don't know yet. Um, After his radical conversion, uh, he earned a BA in philosophy and theology from the Franciscan University in Steubenville. He also earned degrees from the Dominican House of Studies in Washington, DC, and a degree in Mariology from the International Marian Research Institute in Dayton, Ohio. Father Donald Calloway, welcome back to the front line with Joe and Joe. Hey, thanks, guys. Good to be with you guys. And uh, seems appropriate. Joe and Joe, right? We're going to talk about St. Joseph. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. we got a long way to go, but we're trying. Good. That's for sure. <laughs> talk about St. Joseph, Father. we got a whole lot of protection going on over here in New Jersey where we, where we got invoke St. Joseph to help us. Yeah, big time. We need him, man. We've never needed him more, for sure. Uh, well, we're, we're absolutely going to get into that. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to kick it over to Joe Resinello. Father, would you lead us in prayer before we get into the conversation? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time, and we ask you to pour out your graces and mercies upon us and all the listeners that their hearts would be touched to fall more in love with you through the intercession of Our Lady and the great Saint Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Well, Father, I mean, we got to touch on your bio a little bit. I mean, it's hardly the normal route to the priesthood. We know that God works in mysterious ways, but uh, jail, foreign countries getting booted. I've been thrown out of a few bars before my conversion, Father. I must admit, I was thrown out of my dorm room, out of a Jesuit college. Not out of a foreign country, though. Uh, You got me beat. I got to hear the story. How did you go from that to becoming a priest? Yeah, well, um, my stepfather was in the Navy, so he was doing a tour of duty over there. We were supposed to be there for three years, but I caused an international scene with criminal activity and all kind of chaos. So they booted me out of the country. But God was at work through that. Uh, My parents had a conversion to Catholicism. I fought it. I resisted, you know. Um, But then a few years later, uh, the divine two by four got me, right? (laughs) My mom was praying her heart out for her little delinquent son, and um, eventually God God got me big time, and I, I had a conversion and fell madly in love with Jesus Christ, with the church, with the teachings of the church, with Our Lady, all that good stuff. And yeah, and that was uh, almost 30 years ago now. So um, got my vocation shortly after that, studied for 10 years to be a priest, and now I've been a priest for 18 years now. So mercy is real, guys. Mercy is real. You know, like, I'll be honest, I was not the guy that I am today. I mean, I wasn't, you know, a criminal by no means, but I, you know, I was kind of like a frat guy and a little on the wild side. Um, My friends think I'm insane. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I'm sure you still have old friends. They must say the same thing. I mean, you go from, you know, rolling joints 
Uh, I can't speak for you, but I'll speak for me. You know what I mean? To like, next thing you know, you're praying the rosary in front of churches and, uh, you know, uh, putting the gospel on Facebook. I mean, people, it just doesn't, you know, roll off people's shoulders. You know, they're almost just like, what what happened to you? Uh, Does that happen? Like, I mean, do you have some of those old friends? I mean, what do they have to say about it? Yeah, pretty much the same thing. I mean, um, it's tough. It's not easy. Some of them are very understanding. At least they're kind about it. But there's some friends, I, I can't go over to their house. You know, they're still smoking weed and looking at pornography and just their language is just really, really bad. And it's tough. Um, so it, it can be a challenge for sure. M- many of them think that I'm, you know, I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid and take some cult off to Uganda or something. They have no idea what Catholicism is. They're clueless about it. You know, so I pray for them. I pray for them. No, it's good, I'm though. Glad. Yeah. One thing I'm glad you said, uh, Father Calloway, or I just want to ask you about a little bit. Why are we... See, we're going to be talking about St. Joseph. Obviously, our Protestant brothers and sisters, they they disagree with that, and, 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 and praying to any of the saints for their intercession, for their protection, okay? Uh, but you mentioned, the, you mentioned you fell in love with Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and then you said, and you fell in love with the beauty of his church, mm-hmm. okay? Have you had, or because um, I, 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 I'm, I just don't know, have you had any outreach to our Protestant brothers and sisters? Because nobody really, I mean, many people do, but you're very much out there really hammering home the importance of Our Lady, really hammering home the importance of St. Joseph. Have, have you gotten even just on a, on a personal level any sort of uh, reception from, let's say, Protestants who say, you know what, I, I really, maybe I'm thinking about some of the things you say about Mary and Joseph. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? What's your experience been with that? Yeah, it's been a mixed bag. Um, you know, I mean, most of my own family are not Catholic. I mean, the only people are Catholic, my mom, my dad, and my brother. The rest are Protestant or nothing. And most of my friends are the same, so Protestant or nothing. We've had some good conversations, and sometimes their their kind of eyes are like, oh, okay, I, I never thought about it that way. I, I find in large part, they're so heavily influenced by misunderstandings and false information about Catholicism that they almost need to be like, um, I don't know what you would call deprogrammed of all of that garbage that Pastor Billy Bob has been throwing down their throat for 30 years. It's like, we don't believe, we don't worship Mary. I'm telling you, I'm a Catholic priest. I represent the Catholic Church. We do not worship the Blessed Virgin Mary. <laughs> what more does it take? <laughs> so, right. yeah, so it's hard, but uh, it's good when, when there's some breakthrough there. Bishop Sheen well, said that uh, he said, basically, you know, uh, people have this idea of what they hate about the Catholic Church. But when you get right down to it, um, it it's not true. But yeah. what I also have found on that note is people sometimes have an issue with the Catholic Church. They don't talk about yeah. those are the excuses. There, there is something under it. A lot of times because I was involved uh, through a friend who went away from the church uh, in an ecumenical Bible study and I went there specifically to remedy some of those misunderstandings and I would get into some very heated discussions sometimes um, with these gentlemen who I liked actually and I think they grew to respect me but uh, could you talk about that because sometimes I think under a lot of that is possibly you know I won't bend my knee to X, or there's a potential sinful behavior that they won't remedy. It's not always just like, oh, well, you do this. Well, n- actually, no, we don't. That's yeah. not the issue. Could you talk about that? Because I think that's something that's very real. Yeah, it is. And, you know, like, they're good people, right? Uh, our Protestant brothers and sisters, they're well-intentioned. They want to love our Lord, and, and that's great. But, you know, in Catholicism, we do that, but we take it even a step higher. We, like, we're aiming high. Um, and you hit the target. If you know, like if you're in an archery range or a shooting range, you don't aim right at the target. You got to aim a little above it if you're going to hit it. That's just how it works. Catholicism aims high. So we we have the standard of acquiring virtue, which means in marriage, right? Um, no, we're not in favor of um, forms of contraception that prevent, you know, life in a marriage. And so Protestants, many of them today, they didn't used to look at it this way. They were in agreement with us on this kind of issue. But today, I mean, Protestantism, for the most part, they accept contraception, you know. So Catholicism does not and never will. I don't care who says it will. It ain't changing, right? Um, This is the the unchanging truth. And so 
these are the things that many people struggle with because they think, I don't know about that. That's not in the Bible. It's like, bro, it ain't got to be in the Bible. This is like a no brainer. This is like from just reason itself, you can figure this out. You really think God's pleased with you putting a little something on while you, you know, have, you know, intimacy with your wife. That's not normal, bro. Um, we're called to a, something great, something high. And that's why we, we have saints. We have saints. Amen. Um, those kind of things and many more issues, right? That's just one example. But I'm glad well, you let's say that. high. Okay. Let, 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 let's talk about the, 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 the highest uh, human uh, creature, all right, which is Mary. And the, the greatest man outside of Jesus Christ that ever walked the earth was St. Joseph. Right. Okay. And we, we acknowledge it. We acknowledge his role. And the guy didn't say one word in all the scripture. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Not one. And yet you write, you, you, you talk about him all the time. You can write volumes and volumes and volumes because action, he was yeah. a man of action. Yeah. Okay. So we, well, last time we had you on, we spoke about your book, a consecration of St. Joseph, a 33 day reflection. It was just, I believe coming out at the time. Uh, so first of all, tell our listeners, um, well, we want to let our listeners know to please go out and buy the book. All right. Father Donald Calloway, a consecration of St. Joseph, 33 day reflection. How's that going with the book? How's it, how's it been received? Oh, it's off the charts. I mean, we've sold over a million copies and it's in 18 languages now. Oh, um, wow. yeah, it's, it's amazing. I mean, really praise God. And so, yeah, we, we couldn't be more happy because the, there's been a renewed interest, um, for him worldwide and many people who didn't know him much at all now now they do yeah what, what made you do it i mean like to be honest with you i mean obviously yeah. you have a devotion but i mean like it, yeah. it, it was kind of a unique i i think thing to write on truthfully yeah no for sure um so yeah so about five years ago you know as a priest daily, I got people coming up to me with their problems. You know, I'm, I'm like the people, the pro people dump their problems on me. And I, you know, and so I, I listen, I, I administer sacraments. I help them. I, all of that pray with them. But I was like, I got to give these something, pe people something to take home. And right now, most of the crises are dealing with family issues, whether it's marriages or the children are away from the church, man, there's not a day that goes by that. I don't have some mother calling me up saying, Father, my son, you got to pray for my son, my daughter. They hate the church. They left the church daily. I hear this. So I was like, you know what? We need a good father right now to clean this mess up um, and straighten things out to, to bring some order to this chaos. And so that's when St. Joseph, the light bulb just went off. Hello. He raised the son of God. He's the best husband ever. Um, we need him. And so that's when the inspiration for the book came. And I did three years of research, putting it all together. So, yeah. Did the well, Pope, because I know the, you know, Oh, but Joe, please. Just real quick, but as a Catholic priest, you know nothing. There are no coincidences. Everything is providence. And you hit the nail on the head, and I'm going to hand it over to Joe, and we'll talk about it a little bit, I'm sure. Masculinity in America. And we're not talking about dragging your knuckles. Hey, I go to the gym. My traps are bigger than yours. We're not talking about that. We're talking about living, or again, because none of us are perfect, striving to live the virtuous life, virtus in Latin, man, man, okay? In other words, it's trying to live that life and emulating St. Joseph is a great way to do it. Again, not a man of words, a man of action, okay? Because this is this is a swamp, not to borrow a term from the last four years, but that's what it, our culture is, yeah. is a swamp. Um, and St. Joseph, as you said, is the remedy. Yeah, no, he really is. I mean, there's a certain patricide that's happening in the culture which basically means a, an elimination or technically a killing of fatherhood. Um, it's being attacked big time. I mean, look at the gender ideology, the confusion. I mean, people today don't even know what stinking bathroom to use. This is how messed up we are, right? And we think this is normal. Um, it ain't normal. <laughs> We've got problems. So we got to bring in the role models here to look to the blueprint to, to, to put this thing back together, you know? Absolutely. What do you think sparked this? Because to be honest, because we're all about the same age. I mean, like this was not going on in the eighties. I mean, right. like, I'm, I'm just being honest. Like, I mean, yeah. you went to the boys room, you didn't go into the girls room. And if right. you did brother Steven threw you out of school, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like yeah. it was that simple. <laughs> so yep. it, it just didn't happen. What yep. happened? Yeah, I well, a lot happened. I mean, too much to go in here, but I think one of the primary things is we got soft. Um, 
And people just became, everybody is worried about offending somebody. Everybody claims to be triggered today and everybody just wants to sue everybody. And we, we lost a lot of people who just said, called it out black and white, called a spade a spade. And we got the strong agenda and people in positions of power now who are completely brainwashed in this woke culture of supporting all this LGBT nonsense. And we're in the situation that we're in. Now everybody's afraid to offend these organizations and the, the filth continues. And it's everywhere, man. It's absolutely everywhere. I mean, the education system right now is basically one gigantic oh. indoctrination system. If anything should be defunded, it should be public schools. They're sick. I mean, oh, I, I agree. I have five kids. I, I mean, it's hard. I, my kids go to Catholic school, but to yeah. be honest with you, father, I mean, it costs a fortune, <laughs> you know, right. like, like, I mean, me and my wife, we live in a box because right. of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, like it's, uh, it's expensive mm -hmm. and you're right. It, it should be defunded. It's yeah. unbelievable. I can't get over it. No, it's a mess. It's a, and you got school boards that are supporting this stuff, you know, pornography in the, in the library and all the crazy stuff, you know, like we talked about the bathroom issues and just what pronouns to use. We've lost our minds. What pronouns to use? <laughs> and if you got a boy or a girl, <laughs> and if you're a teacher and you get up in front of class and you say that type of nonsense, you're you're celebrated. And if you're a teacher that got up in front of the class and said today we're going to talk about Saint Joseph, you, they yes. lose their job. Totally. That, I mean, this is this is the world we live in. That person literally would lose their job. The union would back them up. The administrators would say, "No, nah, that's off limits. Um, you know, you're out." And that's clearly what we're dealing with. And obviously the Pope knows this. He, he did it. Uh, was it last year? Was it this year or last year was dedicated to St. Joseph? Yeah. Uh, December 8th, 2020 was when he did okay, it. Okay. So, yeah. so, so we're still in the year of St. Joseph. Yeah. Um, did he contact you, Father? I mean, I, I will bet he knows that your book is out there. Uh, I mean, like just out of curiosity. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I wrote him the letter um, asking him to declare a year of St. Joseph and he read it, but I never got a response back from him. I did from Cardinal Piacenza in Rome um, and everything. So whatever. I don't need a trophy or acknowledgement. Right? No, I'm I just, get it. I just want St. Joseph to be known and loved. And that's definitely happening definitely for happening. sure. Amen. Yeah. You know, what I find interesting is like I, I, I go back to, say, my childhood. We could talk a little bit about the family. And clearly St. Joseph is the best father and a role model for all men in America, whether you're Catholic or not. I could remember like guys on my street growing up. I mean, not all the fathers went to, to church. I mean, I was lucky my dad did, but not everyone did. But there was almost like a code. You got married, you stayed married. I mean, like I look at my street. I mean, not everybody. They weren't saints. You know, they're outside smoking cigarettes on the, you know, the steps at night. You know, they're not like saints, but they stayed married. Like that's not the case anymore. And like men just don't have that, like, even if it's not the bond of a sacramental marriage, they don't feel that almost like obligation. Like, I married this woman, I have children, I'm in it. Yeah. Like, and talk about that because that's very real. I mean, oh, my generation, I mean, people get divorced by the over nothing. Right. Oh, no, totally. I mean, we got prenups today, right? People can kind of say, you know, if it doesn't work out, we just kind of split. You go, we don't, you know, I'm not giving you anything of mine and vice versa. This is That's crazy. Um, I think a huge part of this particular issue of men not wanting to commit and just being players and everything is the pornographic era that we live in. Because so many men, I mean, boys by the age of nine years old right now, are being exposed to hardcore pornography on their their you know devices that is going to have an effect on their developmental years they're going to see basically women as just objects of pleasure and um that's how they're going to live it out and what is it half of all marriages right now end in divorce correct right uh, we're in an absolute mess and what's the building block of civilization the family no wonder things are crumbling around us and chaos and people are redefining marriage, redefining everything uh, because of, of these issues. And, and that's why I think a huge part of correcting uh, these things in regard to men in particular is we've got to get men to break free from the bondage of pornography. It's well, man, everybody's talking about COVID. Fine. It's real. I don't doubt it exists and it, it you know, it does damage to people. Oh, I get it. 
but pornography that destroys like grace from your soul right COVID doesn't do that we're talking about something that sucks out sanctifying grace and jacks you up and jacks your family up and society up and um we're reaping the fruit of that right now i'll tell you one thing father and you're at the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo, Joe Racinello on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, Network, excuse me, with Father Donald Calloway. And we're talking about, well, we're talking about our problems. We're also talking, we're, you know, we're, we're also talking about solutions to our problems. Um, and as always, the solution is in the church. And so we're talking about St. Joseph. Father, I'll tell you, I'm not ashamed to say it. I've said it on our show a million times. Between 2004, maybe 2003, 2010, when the internet was coming up and pornography was so easily available as it is more so now, I had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you straight up, and, and, and I've heard this from many, many other men, okay? Uh, yeah, you, you can put it down by God's grace. Um, and thank God he, he has definitely, you know, helped me with that. Bottom line is this, that crap stays with you. That mm-hmm. stuff can wreck you. It's just like any other drug, okay? Because that's what, you, it, it's what you're looking for. It creates unrealistic uh, expectations in your marriage, okay? Uh, adultery, uh, leading to up to the divorce that we were talking about. St. Joseph, St. Yeah. Joseph would have something to say about that. And we, I think, as men, and I want you to talk to this. Um, everybody's got a right to do everything they want in this country, Father. So as soon as you open your mouth about pornography, okay, you want to take away people's rights. Talk about that a little bit. Because if you ask me, if Joe and I, we've talked about it before, we have like a top 10 of things, real problems that need to be solved in this country. Um, pornography's in that top 10. It's got to yeah. go. Oh, yeah. Talk to that. Well, that's the thing is like, we've got the ability now with, you know, certain things that, that can happen nationwide and we see it acted out by leaders which many times there's tyrannical leadership and they shouldn't be doing these things but if they can you know crack down on certain things and 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 and, and do things that uh, are very invasive you know because they think that it's wrong and they want to eliminate it don't we have the ability to get rid of like child pornography and sex trafficking and all that we do so why don't we because we've got a world filled with perverts, basically, that don't want these things to stop because it requires change. It requires conversion. It requires you to acknowledge that there's right and wrong. There is something called sin. Um, and so the leadership being what they they are, they don't go after those things, right? They, they'd rather focus on climate change, ecology, or immigration instead of saving the lives of little girls um, you know, sex trafficked or, 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 or horrible organizations that are supporting, you know, uh, this filth. I mean, I mean, look at, look at, look at Hollywood, man. I mean, you know, when somebody falls publicly in, in a sinful, in a, in a, in a sexual way, you know, they wag their fingers and they say, oh, how shameful, how, how, how sad. And yet you people support this with your, your movies and your entertainment and you think nothing of it. Why? Because you're making money. Um, and many of you probably were on that plane too, going with Epstein or whatever to that little island, bunch of perverts, right? So it requires conversion. It requires radical change, but people are not willing to do it. Well, pornography is a billion dollar business. I mean, it's a billion dollar business. I mean, Joe, if you, Joe, if you throw Hollywood in, if you, if you say, because Hollywood produces filth too, just because it's not like hardcore, like you see on the internet, but Hollywood is pornographic too. If you throw them in, it's tens of billions of dollars. Oh yeah. So, you know, so, so you're, you're talking like porn itself. Yeah. Okay. A couple billion dollars is a lot of money and there's certain companies that do it. Hollywood, you're talking about, you know, 50 to a hundred billion dollars annually you know, right. easily. And that's all they produce is, is porn. And the funny thing about what you said, Father, you mentioned Jeffrey Epstein. Um, I was thinking about Harvey Weinstein and all the moral indignation yeah. about him. And I'm remembering this was like a while ago when it was first happened. I'm screaming at the TV saying, you're complaining about Harvey Weinstein. You created him. Right. And now you and now you want to throw him up. You, your worldview, your mindset, you created that guy. And right. now you want to threaten, now you just want to say, oh, no, that's not that that's not the same thing. It absolutely was. I love your comments on that. Yeah, yeah. No, we're living in a, such a strange time. I mean, and that's why we need, you know, St. Joseph and Our Lady. We need these models to to correct this and, and right this ship because we're going in a bad direction. We're going like over the falls, you know. Well, you know, you're, no, you're no. right. And I like what you said. We had to get back to basics. St. Joseph is a basic. Um, and 
basing getting back to basic masculinity um i mean again when you were a kid when i was a kid i mean like some of the things that are accepted right now just didn't fly and that changed um and that's sad but i think a couple things that are going to bring us back one the bad fruit father i say this all the time on our show just look out your window is it working it's not working eventually i think it's going to ring true to a lot of people and secondly people have to step up and be examples they have to be different you see too many catholics and i'm not pointing fingers i'm just observing they live like everybody else father right i mean we're not called to be like everybody else we're right. called to be different they don't live differently i mean again you have friends i have friends uh, and not all my friends go to church but right. catholics have to be different they have to set the example where people eyeball you and say listen you know your life seems to be working and you know something mine simply doesn't right talk about the example clearly that has to be fueled by grace in the sacraments but talk about the need for it i mean i might not be saint joseph but i'm not called to be like everybody else yeah no that's exactly right and i i think sometimes people they think that if you're going to be a faithful catholic that you've got to look like frumpy and like little house on the prairie you know um, that's not true, man. You're, you're called to be normal. You're called to have fun in life, right? God put you here to, for, for, he made it for you to be like a playground. It's great, right? But you do have to be reserved and you have to be different because you don't want to offend God by either your actions or your words. Um, and you want to, you know, be dignified. So the irony of this, and I see this all the time as a priest and it, it's hard for me, right? Like, um, when you when you see a Catholic wedding, and yet the women are dressed like, you know, cheap hookers, it's like, come on, I mean, the immodesty is like off the charts. It's like, where's the dignity in, in the attire? Are have you not been told that to wear a beautiful dress and to cover yourself up? It, 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 it's veiling something sacred. It's it's beautiful to the eyes of a man, right? When you showcase everything, it just shows honey, you got issues. I mean, you're crying out for affirmation. There's wounds there, you know? So we've got to be different. Um, and it, that does not mean that we turn into Quakers or, you know, uh, some understanding of things where we just got to look unattractive and everybody's got to, you know, ha have the same outfit. No, of course not. But we do have to be different, right? But also in, in, in our behavior. I mean, yeah. like, not just like, 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 you know, like having children, being mm -hmm. like, how many times do you hear people say, again, I have friends, all types of friends. I went to Catholic school. Dude, why do you have five kids? Right. Why? Okay. Why? Two kids. That's it. That's yeah. it. Like, I'm, get it snipped. How many times? These are Catholics right. that, that say this. This is not like, like this has to change. You know, if we want to change the culture, we have to be different. We simply yeah. do. It starts with us. It starts with men. But Joe, yeah. also real quick, along the lines of what you're saying is again, you mentioned bad fruit earlier, right? And this is unfortunate because we've all at times in our lives did um, committed actions that led to some serious bad fruit. So we're not excluding ourselves from that. The difference is to acknowledge the bad fruit. What do you do if you're a father and you're selling your son? Go ahead, Johnny, go out there, conquer all you can and make sure you wear a, you know, right. a condom or, or whatever the right. case may be. But then when your son comes home and says, you know, um, I got my, my girlfriend pregnant or heaven forbid I'm gay or, or I have an STD or something even worse like AIDS, and then you say, where did I go wrong? Because you weren't acting like a man as a father. Right. And then, I, I mean, I've learned I've learned one thing, and I just, Father, you could say a prayer for me. I'm a foster father now, and my wife and I, hopefully in the next six months, will adopt this young man. Mm. My favorite word to him is no. Yeah. And I love saying yes, 12 years old. I love saying yes to him, and yeah. I do say yes to him. Right. But I know how to say no. And guess yeah. what I get from him? Respect. Right. Respect. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry I got long-winded there, but we do have to take a quick break. Uh, you're at the front line with Joe and Joe, and I'll have you come back to that, Father, and then we're going to move forward with St. Joseph. You're at the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, Joe Resinello. We are way in the breach with Father Donald Calloway, and we are talking about uh, St. Joseph and a lot of the things that ail us right now, particularly in America, and the solution to that, 
uh, is St. Joseph, the Catholic Church, St. Joseph and Our Lady. So uh, remember to follow Joe and I on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, like, subscribe, share, do all that fun stuff where you find us, help us out. And also to remember, Father Don Calloway wrote a book a while ago, A Consecration to St. Joseph, 33-Day Reflection. So we encourage everyone to go out and buy it. Stick around. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, listen to all five of our original Veritas shows. Every Wednesday at noon, you can catch Let Me Be Frank, where Bishop Frank Caggiano talks about spirituality, church news, and fun stories from his Brooklyn childhood and his life. You can hear The Frontline with Joe and Joe every Tuesday and Thursday at noon. Their guests include the biggest names in the Catholic world, and Joe and Joe talks to them from the perspective of the everyday Catholic. Thursday nights at 8 o'clock, tune in for the only late-night talk show on Catholic media anywhere. It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. And at noon on Friday is Restless. It's four millennials talking about, well, life as millennials in today's crazy world. Yes, it's possible to be young and Catholic. Right after that, at 12.30, you can hear the Focus on Veritas, where we put the focus on good works and the good people doing those works. Those are the five Veritas shows, and there's more on the way. Stay up to date at VeritasCatholic.com or on the mobile app. Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello in the breach with Father Don Calloway on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, serving the New York metropolitan area. Joe Resinello, I'm going to kick it over to you. Well, obviously, we're talking about St. Joseph, and Joseph clearly was the most virtuous man, um, you know, born of a man and a woman. What virtues do you think that our society today specifically must emulate? Uh, that Joseph, you know, basically exhibited in his marriage to Mary, as well as his actions um, taking care of the child Jesus? There's a lot. I mean, I would say, you know, that sacrificial love, because, you know, today, everybody just says love is love. No, love is not love, right? There, there's There's got to be sacrifice, which means I have to die to myself for the good of the other. And aim for our ultimate end together, which is heaven. If my actions are not helping you get to heaven, you can cry love is love all you want, but you're you're going down a bad path. Um, and so we need men and women, of course, who are, who are sac that sacrificial love, that, that dimension of I'm willing to suffer for you. I'm willing to endure hardship and difficulty for you instead of this just consumeristic culture that we have that just uses people. And then when you're done with him, you go on to the next one. Um, so I, in St. Joseph, we see that commitment. His life was not easy. I mean, he was told by an angel, take your wife and son and flee to Egypt because a, a lunatic basically wants to kill a child. Um, Egypt was not friendly to them. That was pagan territory. That'd be like an angel coming to a, a father today, a Christian father, for example, and saying, yeah, I want you to move to um, Iran. <laughs> you know? And he didn't resist. He was obedient. He was prompt. He did it, knowing what was lying ahead. How am I going to get a job? How am I going to support my family? But he responded. I think we need that today. Also, um, that purity again. This is so huge today because sadly today, it's not just men who are falling prey to pornography. It's women as well. Um, and you, you know when a culture's jacked up. When, when, you know, the, the, the crown of creation, the feminine mystery and its wonder and dignity is falling to this garbage. Um, we, we, we've got to get back to purity. Uh, we've got to get back to chastity, modesty um, in, in, in civil, civilization. We, we, and St. Joseph is a model for that. I want to circle back to what you said about sacrificial love, because that is what love is. Love gives of self. And there's a clear misunderstanding of what love is, um, particularly in marriage. I mean, people um, just don't understand what marriage is. Marriage is giving of self. It's not what you get out of yeah. marriage, it's what you give. And I think a lot of people are behind the eight ball before they even start because they don't know what love is. Right. Love is a choice. 
when a child gets up in the middle of the night, you don't want to get up, but you do because you love the child. It's a choice. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. My mother is ailing. Uh, she's living with us now. And my wife accepted the fact that she moved in. Mm. I love her more because mm. of that. That's mm. not easy. Right. You know, like marriage, you, they just people don't understand. Like, talk about the, the, that a little bit. The, what yeah. is love? I mean, like you said, love is love. No, it's not. That's right, the right. surface of love. Love is yeah. so much deeper than that. And it's a decision. And that's why it's a, you need grace. Yeah. And that's why you need, you know, God and a prayer life, because then you're oh, going to yes. realize, you know, yeah, none of this is going to happen without that. And that's part of the issue today is we've got the cohabitation culture, right? Which the basis of their relationship is they were already shacked up and sleeping together. And that's the foundation of their future. That ain't good you've already entered into something very selfishly you wanted the fruit before the commitment and you've been you know tapping into that for how many years and then you enter into a marriage there's going to be problems there's going to be problems and you know don't take my word for it i mean sociological surveys have proven this um and so that sacrificial element to love is is key which you know is that coming out of yourself giving of yourself um to help the what's good for the other um, and that means, you know, uh, you, you've got to do things sometimes that um, you may not necessarily delight in, like changing a diaper or, or doing, you know, chores or whatever or, or, uh, that the other wants. That's part of real love. That's part of sacrificial love. And so, you know, we see that in the Holy Family. We see that in all Holy Families. And uh, that's what we need today. That's exactly what we need today. And, and again, Joe talked about, you know, when we were kids back in like the late 70s, early 80s, everybody had problems that, you know, Newark, New Jersey was not the Garden of Eden. I promise you that, Father Calloway. Um, but nonetheless, there is a distinct difference between those men, all of whom were flawed, okay, and us, all of whom are flawed. There's a distinct difference between them and the men out there today. And if that sounds a little judgmental, because you want to ask yourself, are you really just going to take your girlfriend down to kill your baby? Is that what you're going to do? Is that your solution? That didn't happen when I was a kid. I mean, abortion had just been legalized when I was a little bit younger, when we were a little bit younger. That didn't happen. Right. I, I, I knew so many people who were, you know, again, they had to go through the stigma of it, but they brought their babies into the world. You didn't just waltz them down to Planned Parenthood. In other words, and it was the men who took charge in that case. Yeah. I knew a lot of men, younger and older, okay? They impregnated a woman outside of wedlock. They brought that baby into the world. Nowadays, you can forget it. Right. They, they have they have Planned Parenthood on speed dial, yeah. right? That's, that's, that's the type of men that, you know, that we have nowadays. Um, I would like for you to... I would like for you to comment on something because we were talking about obviously St. Joseph and his virtues. Talk a little bit, Father Calloway, who's joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe. Talk a little bit, Father Calloway, about risk taking. Because St. Joseph, you mentioned earlier, he was told by his by his friends. In other words, you know, you got to put Mary away. In other words, you know, like you, you uh, if I remember correctly, and he took a big risk, okay? Yeah. Taking a risk, okay? Right. Um, it seems like you know, like Joe Rasinello, his five yeah. children. Okay, I've just I've just fostered a child. I hope I'm going to foster more and adopt them in the future. Okay, yeah. these are risks that men take. Talk about that in relationship to Saint Joseph. Yeah, right. I mean, he was confronted with his betrothed. Right, they were they were already married. There were two phases to the marriage back then, and he finds out that she's pregnant, and he's like, "Uh, we have a situation." You know what? And he does He has to go to prayer with that because obviously he knows. She hasn't been unfaithful to him. He knows this woman is holy, right? That's not a, that's not in question. But he's like, um, this isn't normal. You know, what do I do here? And so that's when he he really, you know, went through an interior turmoil of, do I walk away? Do I stay? What do I do? And so um, that's that importance of a man being at prayer is crucial because then God responds to that and says, do not be afraid, take her into your home, and you're the one who's going to raise the Messiah. You're the one who's who, who's going to name him. You are going to call him Jesus. So that's huge for men, because yeah, we, we do live, uh, you know, in such a, a messed up time that a lot of men don't, don't understand that, that commitment and that going all the way 
um, requires you to have that sacrificial love. So I can't tell you as a priest how many men I've talked to um, and their wives, especially, who men um, are not willing to go for years and years and years with the same woman because gravity gets the woman. She's not always going to look like she's 21, right? Things are going to start going south. They're not going to be as firm as they once were. And what are you going to do? You're going to start cheating with your little hot little secretary. That ain't manly. That ain't virtuous. You made a commitment. You need to be faithful to it, right? In good times and bad, in health and in sickness, when gravity is working for her and when gravity is taking things south, you need to be a real man. And you need to you need to go the distance um, in, the, in that relationship. And I want, I want to talk about that because I think a lot of that comes through prayer. I mean, people mm. think that prayer is like for old ladies. You know, prayer basically taps you into grace. Yep. So does living a sacramental life, going to confession regularly, receiving the Eucharist in a state of grace. It elevates our nature. And that's, I think, the missing element in some of these behaviors. It's like a self-help book. You could read a self-help book and acknowledge everything in it. Or on New Year's Day, when you have a million resolutions, but you don't follow through. Why? Because the grace isn't there. Men aren't praying. They're not fasting. They have to tap into the grace to help them because this is hard. This stuff is hard. I mean, like talk about the need for sacramental living within men as well as in marriages. Absolutely. This this is, you're, 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 you're bringing up something huge because again, let's go back to the Holy family, right? So you've got Jesus who's God, right? Um, you've got the Blessed Virgin Mary, who's not God, but she's immaculate. She's a perfect creature. Whose role was it to lead the family in prayer? Was it Jesus's role? Remember, he's God. He knows how to talk to his heavenly father. No, it was not his role. Was it the Blessed Virgin Mary's role? No, even though she's greater than Joseph. Whose role was it? Joseph's, as the father of that household. And a lot of people freak out today when they hear, you know, that the man is the head of the home. They get triggered. They're like, I'm offended. How dare you? Equal rights, blah, blah, blah. It's because you don't understand, right? It's it's a servant role. It's not to lord it over you like some, you know, Cro-Magnon man's woman make me breakfast. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about a man who's like Jesus. We're talking about a man who is so holy that um, he can lead the prayers. And you're right. It's not easy for men to do, right? Women are more like intro they're they're more interior and those things there's something there we men struggle with those things but when we do it the fruits are off the charts studies have shown that when a woman a wife and mother is the one who leads the family in prayer as good as that is that when the kids leave from under that roof many of them don't continue on with the faith that was what mom did but when dad does it when dad's the one on his knees, taking the family to church, telling his little sweet princess, honey, put on that cute dress. We're going to see Jesus at church, right? That has staying power. And it goes up exponentially that the children will continue on with the faith after they leave from their parents' home because dad did it. Man, we need dads to be doing that today, like St. Joseph. You know, I want to also talk about something Joe Pasillo brought up, sacrifice. I mean, uh, risk-taking. What impels one to take a risk, to get out of the boat? This applies to all men, whether you're a priest or whether you're a single guy or whether you're a married guy. What? Because it defies reason. Mm. It's, it's always easy to play it safe, whether you're a priest, whether you're a single guy, whether you're a married guy. Providence. I'll be honest with you, Father. I'm going to speak for me. I'm not rich. My wife and I struggle to take care of what we have to take care of. But why am I open to life? One, the church says it. But okay, the church says a lot of things. I'm a flawed person because I trust God will provide for me. And he has and he will. That is the single driving factor why I am willing to take risks. Because God will provide for me because he loves me. And I know that to the bottom of my heart. So much so I trust him more than I trust me. And that's what helps people to take risks. That's not there. Right. That's right. not there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And when it's not there, you're gonna you're not gonna take those risks. Right. You're gonna be very cautious and you're gonna be very hesitant um, to do anything. Uh, you're not gonna be heroic. You're not gonna be her- heroic men have that confidence in God. And isn't that the slogan of our times? Jesus, I trust in you. 
right? Yes. The, the world is saying this and doing that, but you know what? I'm not, I'm not going that way. I trust in you. Does that mean that I'm going to be tiptoeing through the tulips and everything's going to be peachy? No, I'm going to suffer, but it's worth it. I've got a greater end in mind here. It's called heaven, paradise. I'd like to be there. So I trust you, Jesus, come what may. It's one, it's one of the most beautiful things about uh, praying the chaplet of the divine mercy is, you know, what you just said, Jesus, I trust in you asking for mercy. You know, like we said, Father, we're we're all flawed. There's no question about it. We're all sinners. We're all going to stumble and fall sometimes yeah. horribly. OK, but the, 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 the main difference is that we haven't drank the Kool-Aid of the culture. In other words, we imbibe the truth of Jesus Christ in his church. Yep. And when we fall, we say we know we could do better. Of course, we need God's grace. That's that's a given, all right? But yep. then when we fall and we, we, and we go to confession, we receive Jesus in the Eucharist, we have the strength that we need to keep fighting this battle. Yep. There's, and, but, but the problem is nobody wants to admit there's a battle. And every time somebody does admit there, or, or, or say, oh, yeah, that's right, we're in a culture war, I, Joe and I would say primarily we're in a spiritual battle. Okay, it is a culture war, but it's a spiritual battle. As soon as somebody opens their mouth, they get attacked, and then that person shuts up. Well, why are you shutting up? Right, right. And then I say to myself, well, maybe that person needs some prayer. They need to get prayer in their life because I will say it. I might have even said it to you the last time you were on, Father Calloway. Um, I'm not the Lord's most brave man he's ever created, okay? But I know that Joe and I doing this show, we both could lose our jobs, yeah. but we decide to do it anyway. Yeah. That's not a woe is me type thing. It's just the reality of the situation. We both could lose our jobs because of this cancel culture and everything else. And, right. and if we say, this is what we need to do, at least at this moment in time. This is what we feel called to do. Take that right. risk. Ask God for his help and take that risk. Or else you're just going to be spinning your wheels, Father, and everybody's just going to be looking for political solutions to our problem. Talk about that error, if you would, a little bit. Oh, yeah, no, totally. I mean, how many peace accords and how many, you know, coming together to dialogue about things do we have to do before we just acknowledge, look, there's right and wrong. There's there's truth and falsehood. There's light and darkness. Let's get on the side of the light. I mean, but, you know, it's a fallen world, so a lot of people don't want to do that. And then if you come in saying, okay, this policy is wrong, then oftentimes what happens today is they say, you hypocrite. We're going to dig up your past and we're going to, you know, find something on you. And it's like, look, okay, fine. You, pro you can. I'm broken wounded. I've got baggage. I got wounds and, and I'm still a mess. I'm a work in progress, but I acknowledge the right and the wrong. I'm, I jack it up sometimes I do, but I think the key thing for, for us as Christians, as men is to have that humility to acknowledge I messed up. I'm sorry. You know, I, I made a mistake and I, I take responsibility for that. Um, but, and that's 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 something today that is so hard for people because they just want to point fingers and and condemn people immediately um when we got to be merciful to one another there, there is truth and we all have to strive to live it but we're going to fall we're going to make mistakes and we got to be compassionate and and merciful to one another along the way amen i i, I agree it's it's one of the most important things that that i know that joe and i always try to emphasize is the the, yes, we judge actions, of course, because there's it's horrible, horrible things going on out there. But exactly right. It's compassionate to say to somebody, my friend, you're on the wrong path. Yeah. That you want to talk about an act of love, okay? To tell someone who has the same sex attraction, you're on the wrong path. To tell, it was told to me, my wife and I, mm -hmm. everybody knows, um, we for, for a short time were cohabitating before we got married until a good priest grabbed me on the side and said, Joe, yeah, no, no bueno. Yeah. can't do that and i moved out it was one of the greatest graces i've ever had and blessings i ever had in my life that 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 happened nowadays you say oh he's being so judgmental no he's being my friend right and he loves me and he wants me and my wife to go to heaven and right. that's what we got to kind of get over don't worry about people going to call you judgmental tell people the truth that's the most loving compassionate thing you could do right and that's i, I mean look at like mathematics right this is something at, well, although today people are starting to deny this, which shows we're, we're, we are crazy, but it's true, right? You may get the problem wrong, but if you let people get the wrong answer and you don't correct them, you're not doing them any good. And if they go on to be the builders of bridges and stuff, people are going to get hurt, man, right? You got to tell them, no, that's not right. Okay, you made a mistake, fine. But there is a correct answer here. You know, 
But today, I mean, we actually do have people actually saying that two plus two can equal five now. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> we've lost our minds. No, it doesn't, right? It's, it's objective. It's outside of you and me. There's no cultural epoch that's going to change that. But today, you know, we, we've got these, this shift taking place. And that's where we've got to get back to with being merciful and everything, you know, because today people are, they talk about, oh, no, things aren't black and white. You can't make it so black and white. Yes, you can actually. Yes, you can. Part of the problem is we think that we everything is gray. Sure, there's some ambiguity here and there, but when it comes to moral issues, there's right and there's wrong. We got to stop footsieing around with this nonsense and just Amen. say the truth. I Get agree with you. Right. I agree with you. Um, and we say it with compassion and we yeah. say it boldly, but it has to be said. And we said a lot of things today. We talked about, uh, you know, the LGBT agenda and people have to understand why it's wrong. People yeah. have to understand why contraception is wrong. And then maybe if even if it doesn't register immediately, it may down the road. I want to talk about one of those things because I think it affects men specifically. A lot of Catholics is contraception. Mm. Contraception, most Catholic like marriages, they contracept. Mm -hmm. What a lot of people don't know is people who don't contracept, the divorce rate is 3%. Right. It's 3% if you're practicing MFP. People don't do it. And if you said that in polite circles, Catholic circles, they think you're absolutely and utterly crazy. Why is contraception wrong? Briefly, but why? Yeah, because it's you're putting a barrier between something that God never intended there to be. And that loving act, which is a beautiful act, right? Um, the, the conjugal act is from God, but it's meant to be not just for the, the, the pleasure of the spouses, but to bear fruit to bring new life into the world, at least being open to it, right? It may not happen every time. Okay, fine, right? But being open to it shows that you've invited God into your marriage and into the intimacy of your marriage. You're not hiding anything from him. You're totally open. You're giving yourself to your other in faithfulness. And that, I mean, the world looks at that and says, oh, no, no, no. It's going to inconvenience me. I've got a career. I've got that. No, 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 no. Your primary vocation is to be a, a husband or, or a wife or a priest like myself. The other things, if you're a plumber or you're a dentist or whatever, those are things that you can do, which are great, right? But your primary vocation is to be that giving of yourself to others in this, in this particular vocation and bearing fruit. So being against life is essentially being against God. It's kicking God out of your marriage and saying, yeah, I don't need you. Stay out of my bedroom. I got this. No, you don't. It's going to come crashing down. I want to talk about how that could bleed into other things, because what you're saying to your spouse is, I only love you to a point. I'm using you for pleasure. And that will bleed into other avenues of your marriage, because exactly. love is giving. It's not taking. And what you're doing by that act is you're taking from yeah. each other and that will permeate and bleed into other avenues of your marriage and will erode it yeah yeah yeah, I, I, yeah. that's what i believe no oh, oh absolutely it will i'll give you an example by analogy because obviously i don't have a wife um you guys would know more about that you know experience than i would but i am a father right and i i if i get up for example and i'm preaching and i don't give everything right? I've got to give everything to the bride, the church, so to speak. If I put a barrier between me and them, they're not going to bear fruit. And I'm just using them for what? The collection. So if, if it becomes, I don't want to offend you so that you, 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 you bear fruit so that you, you, you change your thinking on certain things, then it just shows that I'm a hireling. I'm in this for myself, for my own pleasure. I need a new posh rectory or I need a brand new car that a normal family couldn't afford. So I'm not going to say anything that's going to upset you. I'm just going to tickle your ear with little stories about movies that I saw. That ain't going to fly, right? I've got to impregnate you with the word. That's my role as a priest. If I put a, I'm, I would be practicing spiritual contraception. God will provide and there will be fruit when I give everything right? And that's the analogy for me as a priest. And that's why we, we got to pray for priests today too, because Amen. I sure, agree. they don't have a bride, 
right? They're not going to be using contraception, but there's a spiritual form of contraception that priests can use and they need to stop it. They need to start giving the truth in its fullness to the church. I think they also have to make sure that they direct that primarily nowadays um, at the young, at the young, because they, you know, they need to hear. And the good thing is a lot of young people, it seems like when you do what Joe and I do, when you're looking all over the internet, there's a lot of reports out there. Young people are waking up much more so than our generation and the generation prior. Um, and that's a, that's a hopeful sign. Father, we have about five minutes. Let's get back to San Giuseppe, if, we, if you don't mind. St. Joseph at the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo and Joe Racinello, joined by Father Donald Calloway. Father, uh, what a lot of people don't know is that you wrote uh, another book on St. Joseph titled St. Joseph's Gems, Daily Wisdom on Our Spiritual Father. Father, in about five minutes or so, tell men out there how they, on a practical daily basis, could begin a devotion using these gems to St. Joseph, thereby strengthening them both, you know, spiritually and in every other way, if you would. Yeah. So in that book, you know, it's a small little book, a daily quote on St. Joseph um, from popes, from saints, blesseds, mystics, just something to maybe meditate on throughout the day, right? Um, to, to be thinking about in your actions and, and in and your words, you know, and that's that's kind of a, a neat thing to do. Even people in the secular world do that. They have these little calendars, a thought for the day and whatever. Um, and some of them are nice, you know, nothing wrong with that. But think about the power that could have when you're imitating the great St. Joseph, whether it's in his silence. You know, I've, I've read some of those quotes myself. I'm the author of this book, and yet I'll read it. And it'll help me throughout the day sometimes to keep my mouth shut. Because sometimes I'm a reactionary by nature. So somebody says something, I'm coming back hard and strong. You're going down, right? But sometimes I'm like, I don't know if St. Joseph would have done it that way per se, maybe sometimes, but there's a time to speak and a time to shut up. Um, and so those kind of things can, can help us throughout the year. And I really do. I, I want to encourage everybody who's listening, please get a copy of Consecration to St. Joseph, because we're living at a time right now where the church is really emphasizing him for this reason. We've got to return to virtue. And he's a good father. He wants... Um, to be a part of your life. He wants to heal your marriage. He wants to help you come out of addictions to, to like pornography. He wants to help you to be, you know, virtuous in the workplace. If you're an employer and have employees to pay them a just wage, a living wage to support their families, you know, all these kind of things. Um, we can look to St. Joseph. And for me personally, the money title for St. Joseph is he's called the terror of demons. That is such a huge title. And I think he's got that title because of his loving sacrificial fatherhood because of his purity as a husband um, and treating his wife with dignity and respect. And you know what's amazing is that's a title for him, but we can do it too. We should be terrors of demons. We should be ones who are, uh, you know, not just on the defense, but on the offense. We should mm -hmm. go out and we should be conquering the darkness. Um, and so I say, please do the consecration to St. Joseph. Go to him right now and you will increase because joseph's name the name joseph means increase he is the increaser he will increase your relationship with jesus christ father you're so right you know and and people could be listening to us driving in a car you know even if they're not catholic and they say who are these guys what are they talking about you know what they're talking what we're talking about is god is real people have to meet christ when you meet christ you're different. It's like when the three kings, they met him, they went home another way. They changed. We have to show people who Jesus is. Joseph is a way to do it. Mm. The ground has to become fertile, Father. And frankly, men have to lead the way. Men have to lead the way. Father Don Calloway joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe. Father, Got about a minute. Give uh, our audience some final thoughts, some takeaways, uh, anything else you'd like for them to know where they could buy your book, of course, all that fun yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, first, I'll just say I'm going to be praying for everybody. You know, I we're in this together, you know, and we need support. Iron sharpens iron, right? And we, we need each other. Um, yeah, to get the book, the, you can go to consecration to St. Joseph.org. Uh, so it's, it's easy, consecration to St. Joseph.org. And um, yeah, let's be sacrificial. Let's be merciful. We're all going to make mistakes. And uh, let's strive to get to heaven together because that's our ultimate goal is to be in paradise. Amen. Amen. Joe Racinello, any final thoughts? 
No, I just want to thank you, Father. You know, you're great because you're a real person, to be honest with you. Like, like I love people who are just like real and you you know your road was uncon you know it wasn't exactly a conventional road not that you know priests that become you know priests other ways but you're a normal guy and yeah. you know you could be a normal guy and worship christ and take him seriously and that's what we have to do amen Amen. That's a great place to end the show. We want to thank Father Don Calloway for joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe. Uh, remember to please, wherever you find Joe and I on social media, Facebook, YouTube, all that fun stuff, like, subscribe, share, do something that's going to help us out. We want to thank all of you out there at the Veritas Catholic Radio Network for listening to us today. 1350 on your AM dial, serving the New York metropolitan area, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith. That's what we do here at the front line with Joe and Joe. That's what we do in the Veritas Catholic Catholic Network. And remember, until the next time, that our conversation is your conversation. And that conversation is going on everywhere. We'll talk to you soon.